Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, the number 215 forever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the podcast page that is at Know Your Role Player, that's K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-E-Y-E-R underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. That's anchor.fm backslash know your role player. So whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, iHeart Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, or many, many more, you will get notifications like the current episode you are listening to becomes available. All right, all right, guys, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, June twenty eighth. We got a lot to get to. I'm not even gonna play around with it. Um so let's get right into it. So I'm going to name this episode Call Your Bluff. But really quick before I do that, uh, I did. I don't want to do a whole second round draft, but I did want to talk about a couple guys that I thought were going to be big steals in the second round. All right. Excuse me. All right. So number one would be Christian Coloto. He is a power forward slash center. They got drafted by the Raptors going to, obviously, to Toronto. He's a really athletic big, uh, about seven feet, great wingspan. He has a, a chance to be projected as a much better shooter in the NBA, and it's a great fit. We all know that the Raptors are one of the best teams in the league as far as drafting and developing talent, and it's really big to see what they're going to do from here. Um, a couple other guys that I'm super hard on, I thought the Kings got good value in getting Jaden Hardy. A guy that was supposed to be a first-round pick but kind of fell due to his inconsistent play in the G League. Uh, EJ Liddell is by far my favorite player in the second round. So I'm going to stand on this, guys. EJ Liddell is a power forward um, that really stepped up his perimeter game, used to play in the post defensively, good at shot blocking, but also this year he expanded his game as far as uh, defending on the perimeter. And if you want to have a place with great energy, if you want me to compare him to a player, and I'm not a big um player comparisons is, I definitely see some P.J. Tucker in him, all right? A uh, strong, tough forward who improved as a shooter and a shot blocker his junior year of Ohio State. He averaged 19.4 points, 7.9 rebounds, and 2.5 assists with 2.5, 2.6 blocks, excuse me, while shooting over 37%, all right? He's 6'7 in shoes, but he has a 6'11 wingspan, so that's really important. He has a good explosion, and he's also improving his body, all right? Um, he's turning the corner as a shot blocker, improving his de- uh, defender, also improved his rotating defense. So he's a really good player, high IQ, high value player. I just feel like when you get into the second round, you just want a guy that can stick. You know, obviously, I believe in swinging for the fences. And so today's draft, I want to go over my favorite players, period. And then I want to get into all the news and notes. But again, EJ Liddell, <laughs> I want to make sure I'm saying this on the record, is my favorite player from the second round of this pick. Hopefully he can get some playing time on the Pelicans. He's a really good player. Uh, they do have a ton of bigs that's in front of him. But hey, talent always prevails, so we'll see what happens. Uh, is there anybody else that I liked? Isaiah Mobley, I think, is a solid pick. I kind of saw him getting drafted by the Cavs to go play with his brother. J.D. Davison. Now, y'all know how I feel about the Celtics. I had no uh, remorse about my distaste for Boston. But J.D. Davison is one of my favorite players in uh, college. Plays with great energy, great athleticism, uh, definitely a big game player. Has a lot to develop for him, but when you talk about talent and upside, there's definitely a guy, especially with the 53rd pick. Come on, man. That's great value. All right. Now, I want to talk to y'all about my favorite players in the draft. All right. 
So these are my guys that I think are going to excel in the NBA. So let's start with the first round. Y'all know number one is Jabari Smith. Number two is Jaden Ivey. Um, number three is... Let me make sure I'm reading this right so I don't see nobody wrong. Uh, where is he at? Uh, not Jalen Duran. Where's my man at? Dallin Terry. That's number three from Arizona. Uh, he is going to the Bulls. Again, I don't love the fit because I don't know how much time he's going to get, but I do love the talent. Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is a guy I love being a good pro prospect. Um, what else do we got? Christian Braun is going to be a really good 3 and D player. I think he'll shoot much better than pros, and even though he did shoot better in college, I think he'd be a really good pro player. A.J. Griffin will be a solid 3 and D, but those are the guys I'm going to go with. All right, so Jaden Ivey. Uh, I like Benedict Manor. I can stand behind to him, too. Um, Jalen Duran, that's the other guy I want to talk to y'all about. Jalen Duran was my favorite big in this draft. Uh, I go go with the Bam Adebayo comp, as I told y'all before. I really like him. Long, athletic, big. Uh, 12 points, 8.1 rebounds, and 2.1 blocks. Over 25 minutes a game. Did get in a ton of foul trouble. But, again, I don't worry about that too much. It's more of an adjustment and IQ thing as far as learning in the league. And, look, you get to do something full-time, you should get better at it, all right? I also think his post-game and his interior scoring will improve as he gets to the NBA, all right? Again, but he'll thrive as a catch-and-finish player, playing off of pick-and-rolls and really using that gravity towards the rim. Now, guys, there is a lot to get to, so we're going to jump right into it. So, we're going to call this episode the Call Your Bluff thing, all right? Because I told you before that I did not believe at all that Kyrie was leaving yet, Right. Let me make sure I preference that because there's a little bit of a standstill with Kyrie Irving and the Nets. After last season, um, Nets management and front office basically like, yeah, we are not going through it again. And they basically called his bluff. Now, I still do believe if Kyrie would have opted out that Kevin Durant would have demanded a trade. But I just felt like Kyrie said, you can't opt out of thirty seven million dollars if you don't see it on the open market. And Woj had reported that the only team in the open market that was gonna that wanted him, uh, that had the available cap space for him was the Lakers, and that was before a sign and trade with Westbrook, and Brooklyn didn't want to do that. All right, LA doesn't have the assets, so this kind of works out for both teams. All right, but it, when I say call your bluff, it's because I never thought he was opting out. I, I think he did what he was supposed to do, and there's nothing wrong with what he did. But Shams has reported, if I believe I can correct, uh, that they did offer him a contract extension. And this is a little strange. I want to make sure I get this right. Hold on one second. All right, so here we go. Um, Shams have reported that the Nets and Irving worked through a t- various proposals that included a two-year max extension that includes incentives based on games played, as well as a four-year max that include two guaranteed years and triggers for years three and four based on games played in year one and two. Irving showed the willingness to accept the incentive-based deals before a final counter was made to the Nets. According to his sources, a a a short-term contract extension protecting both sides a player option, Brooklyn denied. Uh, Durant has maintained a publicity that he and Irving will remain friends no matter what the outcome of negotiations is. But the Nets understood their close bond as inter talks and as a legislative deal. Sources said Irving had a potential opt-in trade 
potential opt-in and trade options available to pursue before making his final decisions. Only five teams across the NBA have the projected salary cap, Detroit, San Antonio, Orlando, and Indiana, and New York. For the Lakers' part, um, they wanted Irving as a free agent, but they didn't have the money, and they could not do it in a sign-and-trade. So let's talk about that for a second. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I think that's a really fair deal. So a four-year max deal and years three and four is based on how much you played in year one and two. That's really fair. And it's a two-year with the opt-out clause. Like, I'll be honest, I, I, I didn't I didn't know that. So I, I thought that's pretty fair from them. And listen, from look from Brooklyn's side, Kyrie Irving did not play last, last year. He was a part-time player on a full-time team, and it was tough all last season. And in Kyrie Irving's words, it was a distraction. It's very important to remember. So I guess the Brooklyn had said, we're not going through that. So, yes, we are willing to extend you a contract in good faith, but we need to know that you can be available the next two years. If you are, you'll get years three and four. If you're not, you still have a two-year uh, contract with max money. So I got to be honest with y'all, as much as I love Kyrie, and listen, at the end of the day, it's a player's decision, and I respect the right for him to play out this year, but – I don't believe that's a bad contract at all. So let's see what this means moving forward. So moving forward with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and the forgotten man, <laughs> Mr. Ben Simmons, and Joe Harris, the Nets move forward. Now, they still have a ton of free agency, free agency excuse me, things to do as far as Nick Claxton, um, Bruce Brown. So they still got a lot of things they got to do, all right? And we're going to see what they do moving forward. So... We'll see about that. But for, for now, Kyrie Irving is back in Brooklyn. All is well. Nets fans, do not panic. We'll see. And, and it's good for him. So, really, I think he's betting on himself. I think he's betting on himself to have a phenomenal year, to kind of stay healthy, to play maybe 65-plus games, and become a free agent next year, knowing that, one, if Kevin Durant leaves, if, if he leaves, that Kevin Durant might want to go to. But, two, more importantly, I think more teams will have cap, cap space if Kyrie Irving plays well, obviously, if he uh, plays well, they're going to have him and sign him. All right? So let's keep it moving. So, also, John Wall has finally, finally freed from the depths of the Houston Rockets. You know? Now, I've talked about this many, many times. All right? I believe it was a little unfair how the Ben Simmons story was such a big story and the John Wall to the Clippers a perfectly healthy player just not playing. I didn't like that at all. Um, so now John Wall is playing. He did get an opt-out. Excuse me. Him and the Rockets did agree to a buyout worth $6.5 million, which I believe leaves him with still about $40 million. And I believe that the Clippers are going to pay him $6.5 million. So basically, he doesn't lose anything. So it's a really smart deal on his side. Listen, John Wall signing with the Clippers is very funny one to me, without question, is the best team he can sign on. I don't think he even played around with it. You know, other teams said was interested, but I think he just said, yo, this team is ready. I'm ready. Let's jump in. Um, so let's talk about that for a second. John Wall on the Clippers, what do we have here? So now we got John Wall, uh, as expected, we should get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back together, healthy, and we still do have a very good bench.
apparently he didn't fit the title on my, of the Rockets, which I really disagree with. I thought he would be a really good fit with them. But again, you can't ask a guy to just sit the next two years of his career. He already sat out a season. But again, in 2020 to 2021 NBA season, he averaged 20.6 points, 6.9 assists, and 40 games before getting cut. So, and again, I love it, man. I, I really love his deal. I know people think I'm going to have something to say about it right now. I believe the Los Angeles Clippers are plus 700 to win the NBA title. And I got to be honest with y'all, I would put the Warriors one. But right behind them, humbly and respectfully, I would put the Los Angeles Clippers. I absolutely love their team and what they're doing. All right? Let's keep it moving. Also, as noted, right, Russell Westbrook did pick up his player option, right? So let me get it right here for you. Uh, ESPN sources say Los Angeles star Russell Westbrook is planning to exercise his 47.1 option to return to the 2022 and 2023 NBA season. All right. Uh, the planning is to file the paperwork today, and the deadline was on Wednesday, so it gets to the day before it done. So now the Lakers, as expected, he signed it. All right. Now, real quick, y'all know I was going to talk about it. We don't duck any topics on this uh, podcast. Russell Westbrook and Skip Bayless. I want to make sure I get exact quotes because I don't want to take any words out of people's mouth. So, um, as y'all know, Skip, Skip has been calling Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, um, and I just think it's interesting. Um, I talked before how Westbrook and his wife, uh, importantly said that they didn't like, you know, their family name out of context. I thought that was fair. Okay, here we go with, um, Stephen A. Hold on. Let me get the exact quote, y'all. Here goes Skip Bayless four days ago. Lakers acquire a second-round pick and take Michigan State Max Christie, who shot 32% from three last season. Perfect. He'll fit right along with LeBron and Westbrook. And Westbrook quoted his tweet and saying, Yo, watch your mouth. Don't say anything that you wouldn't say to my face, all right? Skip's response to this is, Hey, Russell Westbrook, happily to talk face-to-face about the nickname I believe I originated in 2012, Join me on TV and podcasts, and let's talk about how you make $47 million next year after being the worst three-point shooter in the NBA, most overpopulated player ever. Yes, please join me. So there's a couple of dynamics happening here. One, um, Westbrook's not playing. Like, you know, keep, keep, keep disrespecting my name out your mouth. Now, listen, y'all know how we give it up here. If a player performs badly, we're going to say it, right? But again... I understand Westbrook's point of my family name and his also his wife asked you to stop. And Skip has a history of calling people out of his name. Now, you got to keep it a G. He also called Chris Bosh, Bosh Spice, and Team Obliterator. He has a lot of nicknames. This is kind of a stick he does, all right? So I don't have a problem with either side. Um, Westbrook has called people nicknames before. I believe he called Kevin Durant Cupcake. But um, Skip's next tweet. It is amazing and amusing how Russell Westbrook is trying to turn himself into a victim after he was such a nightmare for the Laker Nation last year. All he has to do is shut up and shut down us critics by simply making shots and quit turning over sad, comical turnovers. But it's the critics' fault. You know what I said about Westbrook? I thought he was terrible last year. 
Um, for the player, for the standard that he set for himself as a player, I just thought he was bad. There's no way of getting around it. Um, I don't think it had a lot to do with Frank Vogel. Now, listen, I agree that your coach needs to believe in you, but again, the turnovers, the three point shooting, and I just he didn't play well. There's no getting around it. But again, both sides, uh, two things can be true. Russell Westbrook didn't play well, but also Skip Bayless needs to learn how to call people their names. All right. If you don't want you to just do it, not do it. And again, if his wife asks you to stop, dog, do you really like? Do you really have to keep doing it? Honestly, do you have to keep doing it? So <laughs> that's my take on that one. Um, we got a couple of things left before we get out of here. Hold on one second. All right, y'all. So we have one last topic before we get out of here. And y'all know we got to talk about Mr. Bradley Beal. So Kevin Pelton of ESPN Insider has reported that Bradley Beal is very likely to decline his player option and re-sign with the Wizards on a five-year max deal worth $248 million. Also, Ryan Rosillo didn't report, but he basically said that he believes that what Bradley Beal would do is sign a contract extension, play one year, and then demand a trade. Now, we got to talk about this. One, there is no wrong thing that Bradley Beal can do. You can do whatever you want. I always tell people that I know people do this thing where, well, you got to win the championship and you got to play for a great team. Or you can financially secure yourself. You know, there's, there's no wrong deal. What I do have a problem with is the moping. Uh, last year or the year before last, I specifically remember Bradley Beal signing an extension for a couple of years and then playing on a Wizards team and then just moping. Just really bad um, energy and body language a lot. And I don't want to see that again. To me, if you commit to this team for five years and you know that this team isn't good, you made a decision. Now, can you request a trade? Sure, but I think it's really corny to, you know, commit to this team and be like, hey, Washington, I'm for you, even though I know you're not a good team. And then a year later be like, yeah, since you're not a good team, I'm going to go bounce. Now, as far as financially, it's probably the smartest thing to do, honestly. But I do think it's corny. And again, I don't even though I think it's corny, it probably is still the smart thing to do. But what I don't like is don't do the moping and the crying around dog. You're getting paid. You're getting paid very well to be a great professional basketball player. And my whole thing with Bradley Beal is it's not the talent. We all know Bradley Beal is talented. I just do not believe at any stance that he can be your best player on your team by no circumstances. All right, to me, he's a great number two option on a championship team, but definitely not number one, all right? And, and that's my thing with it, man. Like I said, no moping, no bad body language. Listen, man, too much is given, much is required. So please, do whatever you're going to do, brother, but please don't do the bad body language Bradley Beal next year. Please, it drove me It drove me absolutely insane. All right, we're not going to rant on today's podcast, but I had about three or four rants about that before. Uh, it is also reported that P.J. Tucker and the Sixers will agree to a three-year, $30 million deal. I don't know how that's going to happen because right now they can't honestly offer him that deal. So, obviously, something is in the woodworks. Now, as y'all know, free agency is coming. We finished the draft, and Summer League is coming. So, we're going to break all of that down. I also want to talk about a ton of things from last season that I want to make sure I rehash and talk about one last time before we officially have a jump start into this offseason. All right? All right, guys, I think that is it. I believe that is it for now. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell. Oh, whoa, 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 who
One more thing. One more thing. Draymond Green and Kendrick Perkins. So a couple of days ago on Draymond Green's podcast, he straight up interviewed the clip and he went at a bunch of people, as is fair as he should. But Draymond, uh, excuse me, Kendrick Perkins had an issue with Draymond Green calling him a coon. Now, as y'all know, I don't like a lot of things that Perkins do. I think he throws a lot of sauce on it, and I think it's different as a player. You know, um, you don't owe nobody anything. If, if a guy plays well, again, I've said you should play. He should, he should, you should be honest and say this guy didn't play well. Now, I think the problem is for NBA players is Perkins was a role player, and there's nothing wrong with that. But he was an average player, but he talks heavy like he was really one of them bulls, and he was one of them guys. And I think that's a big problem around the league. Like, dog. You was extra regular, and you talking about people like you really was doing something. With that being said, he was an NBA player, and he was an NBA championship, so that has to be respected. But I, I got to disagree with Draymond. The Coon, eh, I'm not really feeling it. I do think he puts a lot of sauce on stuff, and he, he does. He makes sure he, he remembers what he says, but I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. You know, again, in the words of, in the words of Kendra Perkins, you're doing it how you're doing it, and I'm doing it how I'm doing it. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all, Kendrick Perkins said a lot of other things that he had to later uh, say down, but he said he said what he said, and he's standing on it. And honestly, I think both of these young men, brothers need to get on the phone. I do not like when um, big public figures, especially black people, go at it online uh, when it's not necessary. Both of you guys are doing the same thing. Draymond Green has the new media. He does his podcast. Kevin Durant has a podcast. I also have a podcast. I think it's great. I think it's absolutely great that we have a podcast from pro players that are still playing in the game. There's so much insight. I'm going to listen to Draymond's podcast. I can learn some stuff. You know, at the same time, when Ken, when Kendrick Perkins on ESPN, I got to be honest, he's very entertaining. I got to give it to him. Something I did not see or expect. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Last but not least, uh, a report that the Knicks have trade exploratory talks on trading Nerlens Noel to the Clippers, which could help create cap space for Jalen Brunson. I'm going to say this one time, and I'm going to say this as respectful as possible. I don't believe Jalen Brunson is going to make the Knicks a great team. I think he's a very good scorer, but I think the Knicks need a star. Now, he'll help him a lot, and he can score, but I don't know if if he gives them 10 more wins. I think they should be better next year, but I, I just I don't see it, man. So it's kind of confusing. Uh, also, a news and notes, the Hornets GM, Mitch Kupchak, says that the team will bring back Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges is currently a restricted free agent, so we'll see what happens. He's obviously looking for a max contract. There was reports that Charlotte won't app- offer it for him, but some people think he does. Uh, also, Mike A. Scotto reports that NBA executives believe that Anthony Simons could command a four-year, four $80 million deal in free agency. I 100% agree. I also believe that that's going to be a, a, a low contract offer. Listen, before this dude got hurt last year, he was on an absolute tear. All right? He is so skilled. He is so slept on. And, again, when I talk about the things from this past season, he is one of my underrated stories how good he was. All right? If you haven't, get yourself the chance to see some of Anthony Simon's um, highlights from last season. He's going to come on the scene last year. Y'all slept on him, right? I'm telling y'all now. Y'all slept on him last year. He's going to wake everybody up this year. Last but not least, shout out to my boy Frank. Me and him agreed that the New Orleans Pelicans 
to me, are going to be the biggest risers. Now, as y'all remember, they got it together towards the end of the season, and they did just enough to get the playing game. I don't think they're going to have to worry about this this season. I think they're going to the playoffs, and I think they're going to be a top six seed. And guess what, y'all? I'm standing on it. <laughs> All right. So, obviously, we got a bunch more things in free agency, but I'm going to wrap up this podcast. I'm going to probably come back probably Thursday or Friday. Uh, if there's any big news or any emergency trades, obviously, y'all know how I give it up. We'll talk about it. But I'm going to stop this podcast here. As always, like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Hashtag K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. All right? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Y'all get at your boy. I'll talk to y'all soon. Y'all be good. Take care of yourselves. And keep grinding through the week. Peace.